Welcome to Do That Well, a podcast that explores every aspect of the human experience. And we are your hosts, Karen Thrall and Brenda Brown. And today is season three, episode 20, and we're going to talk about empathy. In our last episode, we mentioned empathy as one of the five pillars associated with emotional intelligence. Well, that got us talking and thinking, and we thought, no, that's a big topic. And we want to explore empathy a bit more today, delve into it you know, uh, just really what is empathy? Uh, We mentioned in the last episode that there's empathy, there's sympathy, and there's being an empath, but they're very different, very, very three different emotions. And today we're going to talk about the difference between being empathetic and being sympathetic. And we're also going to talk about the difference between being empathetic and being an empath. And I think sometimes people think, oh, well, I'm not empathetic. And they assume because they have to be an empath. And so we're going to really show the difference between those two as well. And as you listen in, how would you best describe yourself? Are you empathetic or are you an empath? And if you can't relate to either of these two, where might you be able to grow in the area of empathy? Empathy is a beautiful component of emotional intelligence. And we all have, it's a learned emotion that we can all really uh, gift to other people. So you could do it in the workplace and at home or with your friends, your community. And uh, so for for me, and today I'm going to be sharing an article by Dr. Judith Orloff, and it's called, Are You an Empath? 20 20 Questions Self-Assessment Test, and it's from her website. And she presents several questions to help you decide how you relate to empathy. And Brenda, and I am Passing it over to you, Brenda. She'll be sharing her thoughts from an article by Melly O'Brien. And the article is titled, How to Have More Empathy, Learn the Four Attributes of Empathy from Brené Brown. So um, we're kicking it off. We're excited about this topic. It's dear to our hearts. And I I always learn so much uh, from you, Brenda. And I'm excited to to learn today your perspective on empathy. So uh, here you go. (laughs) You're on. I'm going to run with it. You you know, I am really excited about this topic as well. And it it is funny how we thought we would be able to just fold it into our other conversation of emotional intelligence. And then we really realized, as you said, like, this is so much bigger than that. And I think for me, the thing that I'm really excited about today is to dig into this difference of, you know, being an empath versus having empathy or being empathetic towards others versus when you're just displaying sympathy and perhaps it's not empathy at all. And, you know, I think in my own life, my own journey, like this concept of all these things being, you know, very different things is, I hate to admit, something that I think I really have only started to understand in the last, you know, handful of years of my life, maybe the last five years of my life or something which is a long time, but it's also not in the grand scheme of things. Um, And and, and I'm almost like, honestly, a bit embarrassed to admit that I didn't even really understand the difference of this, of of these Mm -hmm. things. And I think as somebody that does identify as an empath, um, growing up, I think there are a lot of people around me that recognized in that in me. And so I would hear this, well, you have so much empathy and you're such an empath. And so... I just took that on as my own and it was like my badge, like I I'm an empath. Right. And, but I didn't really understand fully what that meant. And I, 
I didn't really understand that because I'm an empath, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm immediately have like the best empathy or that I'm very skilled in that, you know, uh, characteristic. And so I think this conversation is exciting to me because I hope that other people will maybe make these discoveries too. Mm -hmm. Um, This is going to be great because I don't, I, I'm quite sure I'm not an empath, but I do, um, I do value empathy. So this will, uh, that's why I'm really looking forward to this because even when I read the article that I'm going to be sharing, I went, okay, I, I don't think I'm an empath. So I think for the people listening, this is encouraging because you're going to get a, a couple of worlds here merging and hopefully uh, when those who are listening can identify with one of us and really feel like, oh, wow, yeah, I, I think that way too, or I feel that way too. Oh, this is, I need to look into this more. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be good. We're going to have a full, full conversation. And what I find so interesting about what you just said, Karen, is I always did consider you an empath because you are so good with empathy. Like you are yeah. so good at displaying empathy. And so I always <laughs> just assumed that you're an empath. So, you know, already it's, you can see how yeah. nuanced. But isn't that encouraging to you? If you show empathy, doesn't mean, okay, here's my analogy. I love cooking, but that doesn't mean I'm a chef. And if I ever became a chef, I think I'd drive everybody crazy in the kitchen. And I use that analogy a lot because I do love cooking, but I'm not a chef. And I think there's some of that, like, yes, how do we practice empathy if we're not empaths? And how does an empath practice empathy without knocking them out, you know, without them depleting? So there's some really good questions in the mix. Definitely. Um, I would love to actually talk about your article if we can, because okay. I found the questions to be really, really interesting. And uh, I'm I, I'm just curious because you just mentioned that you, via these questions, realized you're not an empath. And when I read this, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said no to like two or three of them. <laughs> Uh, okay, I would I would love to. Okay, we'll start with mine, and then and then maybe and also then I have to say because uh, when we were preparing, uh, Brenda had me look, uh, watch and listen to a video that Brené Brown did, and it's a three minute clip, and I think we should put the link in in the blurb. Oh, it was so good. She has this way of simplifying empathy. Like it's just it makes you want to be. It actually yeah. makes you want to be a, an empathic person or, you know, yeah. so it's just really cool. Okay. Well, I do want to start with saying that empathy is the the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. And that's what Brenda's going to get into in a little bit. So empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Sympathy is the feelings of pity and sorrow for someone else's misfortune. Um, Okay, and I I do have an example. It's a bit dramatic, but I was in the Seattle store. I was visiting the Seattle store, and um, it was actually Clayton that was the manager at the time. And uh, shout out to Clayton. Um, And I was walking there, and a woman had a a seizure on the sidewalk, and it was winter. And I... I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. And so I, I just said, someone called 911. I just, I froze. Like I did not know how to handle this. And so I just said, everything's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. We're calling the doctor. And that's all I knew to do until the ambulance came. And I feel like that was sympathy hmm. because I had a pity and a sorrow for her misfortune, but I could not understand or share the feelings that she was going through. Hmm. And I think that's a good, 
differentiation of what sympathy is. Sympathy is not bad. It's just, it's like, it's like an, oh no, kind of experience. Right. And empathy is, tell me more. Let me understand more. Right. And, and then empath, the empath is the ability to apprehend the mental, emotional state of another individual. That's where like you are so connected with their, their emotional and mental state. And that is a whole other realm of, of empathy. So before I get into my article, I wanted to throw that at you and just hear your thoughts on those three words. Oh, so, well, so many thoughts. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I think that the difference between sympathy and empathy, as you were saying, you know, it's, it's like when, when you gave your example, I think almost of um, talking to a child. And I think of the difference of like if a child scrapes their knee or something, I think of like the difference of adults mm. or people around them that will respond with like, oh, no, oh, no, you hurt yourself. Oh, no. And you know how sometimes with kids, they really respond to what, whatever feedback they're getting. So I feel like if right. the adult responds in that way, then they're like, oh, no. And like now they're freaking out too, right? But then if I've, I don't have children, so this is just people that I've witnessed. Um, but then I think that if you see somebody in a kid strapes their knee and then they say like, oh, I'm sorry, like, that must hurt. I've scraped my knee before too. It can really hurt, huh? Like, oh, we're going to be all right. And then I think that sometimes when you respond to the child in that way, they'll, they'll, there's like a different calmness about them. They might not start freaking out too. And so that's also where my mind goes when I think of this difference between empathy and sympathy. And like, you can Mm -hmm. even see how with empathy in that example, the child is able to like regulate and calm but if you come with like only sympathy, that might not be what the child's needing. Like they need empathy. So then they just start freaking out too. That's amazing. That's a great, it's a great example. That's Anyways, great I just example. thought of that as you were no, talking. No, I really like that. Yeah. That, it's a very clear visual too. Um, okay. Well then from there, let's keep going. So uh, I'll throw out some questions and maybe Brenda, we could just go through them. There's, there is uh, 20 questions. We'll see how many. And before we go into your article, you know, we'll give yeah. it due diligence. I can, I can out myself as an empath. <laughs> okay. So the first one is, I have, have I been labeled as overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? Have you ever been labeled that? So people listening, have you ever been labeled as overly sensitive, shy, or introverted? So I, I have. I have for me personally. Me too. Me too. Okay. Uh, do I frequently frequently get overwhelmed or anxious? Uh, see, this is where it's tricky because if I were to get overwhelmed, I'd do something about it. So I don't like staying in it. So it doesn't parallel paralyze me. So if I'm feeling it, which I do, I definitely feel, and that could be another episode is on anxiety. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on those, but I do experience anxiety. I just don't, I don't stay in it. So that's why I wasn't sure how to answer that Mm -hmm. one. I, this is a yes for me too. Um, But as we go through these, I will be curious because you just touched on something that I was thinking of when I went through these questions for myself. And I do feel like a lot of them touch on other aspects. And so that kind of got me thinking like, are those things related to being an empath or is it just a coincidence? 
Right. And that's what we're going to find out. So if you, I think what it is, is if you're saying yes, 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 good news, there may be a reason you have all these yeses. And now you can mm-hmm. almost uh, navigate it and help. It's that understanding. It's right. being understanding to, wait, I, I have all these yeses with these questions because I'm an empath. Oh, you know, but maybe I it do, might. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I like that. Um, do arguments or yelling make me ill? I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, that is totally a feeling I can commiserate with. <sighs> it's like, I feel like if uh, people are like, actually bless Victor, my husband, like he, we can't, if he raises his voice at all, if we're in disagreement, like I can't, I just like, we'll start to like, uh, I can't handle it. And like, I, it's a visceral feeling in my body, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's so fascinating because <laughs> I don't feel, feel ill. I don't like it, you know, and but see, I'm emotional. This is where it's tricky. Just because I'm emotional doesn't mean I'm an empath. Right. Emotional people doesn't necessarily mean they're an empath. So I emote, right. you know, so I don't feel ill though. Uh, next one is, do I often feel like I don't fit in? What's your answer to that one? I answered yes to that one too, but I kind of felt like a little sad about it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, I guess. I do feel that way. (laughs) Because I do do struggle with not feeling like I fit in. Um, But at the same time, I don't. So it's it, like I, I adapt easily to the, my surroundings and the people I'm around. Mm-hmm. So I know, see, it's not that I don't fit in. That's not it. See, here's another episode. Mine, mine is more the community feeling of I just have an ache. I just, I'm not as good as, I'm not good at building community, like day-to-day community. Mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. see, so I would have to say no, no, I don't, I think I fit in. Um, okay. Uh, am I drained by crowds and need alone time to revive myself? Yes, that's for sure me. Yeah. I was going to say, I know you and I share this one because we've yeah. talked about this. <laughs> yes. It's the introvert in me for sure. Okay. And any other thoughts you want to say on that one? I think that will, you just said it, it like the introvert. That's totally what I think of with that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Okay. So again, and I my, think a lot of these are just, they're multifaceted. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if you get a lot of yeses, it's it's steering you, you know, there's right. a reason you, you're getting a lot of yeses. Uh, am I overstimulated by noise, odors, or nonstop talkers? Yeah. Uh, noise. I am overstimulated by noise. Noise. And I, I feel like I have patience for nonstop talkers. I get overstimulated by them. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a nice word, overstimulated. (laughs) But I do like noises, like a siren going by. I feel jolted. And, you know, if if this, like, it's a a loud slam or a loud bang, I'm like, (gasps) you know, I do get that feeling. Odors, no, I'm, you know, I'm like, oh, like, I just, it just go, oof, oof. Like, the, Corey and I were walking the other night, and last night there was a skunk smell. So I was like, oh. And I was like, and there was a spray. And it was pretty potent. Like, it lasted for a long, long time. And it was skunk, by the way. 
Oh, it was. No, it wasn't. It wasn't reefer. It was. It was. It was skunk. <laughs> um, do I have chemical sensitivities or can't tolerate scratchy clothes? That one's like a maybe for me. Hmm. I don't Dependent know. Dependent on the like the day. I I I don't even, I have no idea. I am fidgety though, you know. I find myself, you know, I'm always like rubbing my hands, my arms. So <laughs> just, I think mine's just fidgety. Um, do I prefer taking my own car places so I can leave early if I need to? This one made me laugh because I think I've actually talked about this on our podcast before. Yeah. Like, I definitely do this. I do not like, I, I will always be the driver if. I have that option. I do not like being a passenger. I want to be in control of my own destiny. Oh, really? Okay. So I like being the pa- I like. I'm fine. I'd rather be the passenger. I think, but I'm good with taking. Yeah. I like going in my own car. I do. Yeah, I do. Even if it's we're all close. Yeah, yeah. I, I just. Yeah, I want the option to opt out if I want to leave. Yeah. Uh, do I overeat to cope with stress? So. I, I don't do that, but I definitely am a stress eater. Oh, okay. I don't know if I overeat, but I am a stress eater. Okay. Cause you like chocolate, right? Oh, I love chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am, am I afraid of being suffocated by intimate relationships? Okay. Guess what? I'm saying no to this one. So I think this no, is the first one I've said no to maybe. <laughs> I, I don't think so either. I, I need my independence, but I, I, I voice that. Like, it's not, I don't go into close relationships and deny my independence. So I, 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 I'm okay. As long as I, you know, it's, I'm not, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I like to have my own space and stuff like that. And I'm pretty clear about that. Right. But Do I, I startle? That's a question here because an mm-hmm. empath would, maybe take on too much of their partner's stuff, right? And so mm-hmm. that could be suffocating. Maybe okay, I so do I, do I startle, do I startle easily? Um, I, I do. Okay, this is weird because <laughs> I, I am too. saying yes. Okay. Um, and the next one is, do I react strongly to caffeine or medications? Yes. Okay, this is weird. I thought for sure <laughs> I wasn't an empath. Okay, so this is funny. Um, but yeah, I do react strongly to caffeine medication. Really? I, I react yeah. strongly to medications for sure. Do I have a low pain threshold? No, I have a high pain threshold. Same, but same for me. Do I tend to socially isolate? No. Do you? That's like a season thing for me. Right. When it's the, that sad season, mm-hmm. SAD season. Yeah. Do I absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? I don't do that. This is where I was like, I don't do that. I, I'm I sensitive to it. I'm aware of it, but I don't absorb it. Right. It's like, you know, how, you pick up on it, but you don't. Oh, yeah. Yours. Yeah. Like I pick up on the vibe. Mm-hmm. Am I overwhelmed by multitasking? Prefer doing one thing at a time. Yes. I'm not a multitasker. Well, I think you and I have talked about this before, right? That there's yeah, right. There's See? not really such a thing as multitasking. Like, right. 
humans that think they're multitasking are always just going from one task to another, and they're just not yeah. being focused in one place. Yeah. According to science, so that's yeah. not. <laughs> Do I replenish myself in nature? Yes. Big yes. Do I need a long time to recuperate after being with difficult people or energy vampires? Yes. Okay, maybe I am an empath. Yes. Wait. Real quick tangential question. Have you seen the show on Hulu called What We Do in the Shadows? Not yet. I've heard about it, though. Watch it. Anyone that's listening that's watched it is probably having a laugh at this, but it's a show about vampires, to summarize, and they there's something called an energy vampire, and it's just <laughs> hilarious. And I could not stop laughing so much when I first read this question because... It's just really funny. So, so that's a good, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we could find it on YouTube too, just to see what you're, you mean. Um, do I feel better in small cities or the country than large cities? That's a yes for me. Yes, me too. Okay. Uh, do I prefer one-to-one interactions or small groups rather than large gatherings? One-to-one. Okay. So, but here's my thing. That sounds like an introvert. So I'm, you know, I, I think that let me, I'm going to keep with the article to fill in the gaps because it sounds like it, like I, I can relate to this as an, as a introvert. I can relate to this as an emotional person. I can relate to this with having low energies, but empath to me is way more than that, but I can see maybe you're more susceptible to being an empath mm-hmm. because you're just well, more vulnerable. What I liked in her in this quiz is to, to calculate the results. So it's like a scale. So she has, if you answer yes, mm. one to five, you're partially imp- an empath. Right. You know, six to 10 questions, you have moderate empathic tendencies. 11 to 15 yeses means you have strong empathic tendencies. And then it's if you answer yes to more than 15, like you are an empath. So I, I actually like that she is recognizing that there's like, it's a spectrum, right? It's a scale. It's not... I mean, it's like with so many other topics that we talk about here, it's it's not black and white. It's not yes no. or no. Like, it's a spectrum. It's Yes. Everybody has some empath within them, and it's like, how it's much of an empath are you? Right? That's true. That is true. And, and, you, and it's that thing of not comparing ourselves, because I guess, okay, it's a compliment to you, but I do think that you're an empath. And so when I listen to you and some of the things, I'm like, oh, oh wow. Like, I go, Wow. Because I, I find you're at just a, you're a notch higher, you know, like you're, you're higher up in the scale than I am when it comes to really engaging with as an empath. And so I'm always admired in you. So I just kind of, that's why I was like, eh, mm-hmm. I don't think I am because I'm basing it on you. Right. You know, and exactly. now I'm going, but, but you're right. There is a spectrum. And of course, there's a part of me that is, I just always thought it was just because I was an introvert. But let me continue on this because this is good because maybe the people listening are doing the same thing we are doing, you know. Right. So being an empath is different from being empathetic. Being emp- empathetic is when your heart goes out to someone else. See, and that, I can do that. When my heart goes out to someone else. Being an empath means you can actually feel another person's happiness or sadness in your own body. So I do, see, this is that happiness thing. Like, I do, if someone is celebrating, I... I'm overjoyed when someone has a joyful experience. I'm overjoyed. And, um, when someone is really struggling, I, 
I feel it for them. You know, it's like, but I always assume that was just me being empathetic. And maybe it's a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Well, she goes on to say that the, an empath, the brain's mirror neural system, neuron system, a specialized group of cells that are responsible for compassion is thought to be hyperactive. So the compassion component is hyperactive. Mm-hmm. So as a result, empaths can absorb other people's energies, both positive and negative, into their own bodies. At times, it may even be difficult to tell if you are feeling your own emotions or someone else's. And Which there are different types of sensitivities. Yeah, we have. Yeah. So she goes on to say physical empaths, for example, are especially attuned to other people's physical symptoms and absorb them into their own bodies. Emotional empaths pick up on people's emotions and food empaths or another type of empath who is attuned to the energy of food and may even experience sensitivities to certain foods. I found that really interesting. I'd never heard of um, empathy or empaths being, excuse me, empaths specifically. I'd never heard of it being broken down into these different categories, like physical, emotional, and food. Um, I had only ever really considered an empath to be somebody that would pick up on emotions. I had never thought about the fact that that you would pick up on other sensitivities or other, um, you know, other things. Right. No, it's true. So I guess anything that really absorbs into your body. um, The other thing, the benefits is it has, you have great intuition, great compassion, great creativity, and great, deeper connection to other people. So that's why. So let's pause there. So we did this long list and we go, you know, I may, I guess I'm probably 65, 60%, 65, somewhere like that. And you, what would be your guesstimate, Brenda? I mean, it was like 90% or something. 90%. (laughs) And so along with that 90% comes this, these wonderful gifts of intuition, compassion, creativity, and deep connection to other people. And I think that's what we're trying to get to. Like for those of you who are going maybe a little, maybe a lot, like there is a purpose to all this. And right. that's, there is an outcome, a, um, a result because of that. And that's that you're going to have incredible intuition. You're going to have incredible compassion. You have incredible creativity, incredible connection. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I mean, there's pros and cons to most things, right? And for me, I think that the the, the pros of being an empath, I think, um, are just as great as the con. You know, like there's cons as well, but in my opinion, the pros are they outweigh the cons. I guess is what I'm getting at ultimately. Mm-hmm. But that's my opinion, of course, you know, that's been my experience in my life. Um, But I really value um, relationships and I'm really fascinated with like people and psychology, obviously. And so I think for me, it's like a chicken and egg thing almost, right? Like, am I interested in those things because I'm an empath or is it that my, I I would be interested in those things either way, but my my empath that I possess helps me in those arenas like mm-hmm. who's to say but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. shout out to your paths yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I think if we started with the empaths and, and to encourage the empaths um 
that are listening to to recognize when they're going through their a physical reaction to somebody else's situation um it's it's either because you're picking up on what's going on and they may not be aware of it you're being incredibly compassionate or you feel a deep connection to them those mm-hmm. are beautiful things right and so i think too i know for me what i'm my lesson i'm getting out of this is strangers it's always you know i'm only in the last few years have i been learning how to let strangers, you know, when they're having a bad day, it's not to take it personally. But now, you know, even with using your using empathy, I could make more of an effort to match, to mirror them so that right. I'm not overwhelming them, you know. So if they're quiet, I, I show up quiet. If, they, if they're sparkly, I'll show up sparkly. And so that I can be empathetic by just being understanding of the state they're in. Right. And, you know, so that's a good that's a good thing we can do as empathetic people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If, if I may, I feel like this could be a nice segue into talking about how, like what the difference between empathy and sympathy, as we you know alluded to earlier and, um, and talk about, according to Brittany Brown, the, the four em- attributes of empathy and sort of how you can try to have more of it. Mm-hmm. Does this feel like a good transitional moment? It does, yeah. Take <laughs> it away. Um, so as Karen, you mentioned earlier, I had this this short little article that I found um, by Melly O'Brien, but she basically summarizes this video that Brene Brown did on empathy. Um, and we'll definitely link this if if you have three and a half minutes of time, highly encourage you to watch it. Bernita Brown does such an amazing job of really simplifying the difference between empathy and sympathy. And, and she gives some uh, examples that I think just make it so accessible and easy to understand. And it's a cute little cartoon. So check it out. Um, but essentially we, I mean, we did talk about the difference between empathy and sympathy earlier. So Empathy is when you're meeting someone and trying to um, mirror their emotions or share the emotions with them versus sympathy being when you uh, just... Sympathy is hard for me to summarize for some reason. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why. Um, But sympathy is when you're just showing care without like matching the emotion um you feel sorry for them it's a pity yeah Yeah. it's more of a pity i think i I feel sad for you i feel i feel sorry for you i don't know you know we're not really interested in what exactly is going on with them we're just showing right we're showing sympathy we're showing yeah and I i think the reason i hesitate to use those words is because as you said karen like Sympathy is not bad. It's not a bad thing to have sympathy or to be sympathetic. It's just that there is a difference between that and empathy. And, um, and a lot of times when people are really hurting, what they desire is empathy. They don't desire sympathy. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's a a generalized statement, but, (laughs) um, so according to Brene Brown, going back to empathy, the four attributes of empathy are perspective taking, staying out of judgment, 
recognizing emotions and communication. So perspective taking refers to being willing um, and able to see and feel the world through the eyes of the other, like walking in their shoes. Um, so perspective taking is all about like really stopping to listen to what the person is telling you, uh, sharing in their experience and, and really just being willing to show up. Um, before I go on to the next, do we have anything we would like to talk, say about that? <laughs> For me? Yeah. It's that, um, I, what I like about it, it's nice that you start with perspective I know for me, I, I try to do this so many times and that is what you see. I don't see that's to me perspective, what you see, I don't see. And of course it's the age old, my friend, Laura Minyard, she uses this all the time where I'm, what I see is, you know, I see your living room and your dining room table and I see your French doors. I see you wearing glasses, your hair's pulled back. That's what I see, but we're in the exact same conversation and, but what you see is none of that. And I think that is if we can remember that taking the time to see, well, tell me what you see is a form of empathy. Mm. Let me hear your perspective because I'm, I'm on this side of the coin. And I mean, there's so many uh, metaphors of that, right? Like seeing two sides of the coin. And uh, to me, that's, that simplifies perspective. That's a form of empathy. Totally. Yeah. And, and I know I mentioned it a minute ago, but uh, just the old adage, like walk a mile in someone else's shoes yeah. or can you put yourself in my shoes for a moment? Or mm -hmm. I think any of those, uh, you know, go-to phrases mm -hmm. <laughs> definitely um, embody the, the idea of perspective taking. Yeah. Um, so the second component of, uh, empathy, according to Brene Brown, is staying out of judgment. So according to this article, Brene notes that judgment of another person's pain or challenge discounts the experience, and it's often an attempt to protect ourselves from the pain that they're feeling. So staying out of judgment means being open to what they are feeling and refraining from comments that invalidate their experience or make them feel wrong, such as, that's nothing, or I don't know why you're getting so upset about it. Um, Staying out of judgment, I hate to admit, I think is the thing I struggle with the most when it comes to empathy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, uh, I think for me, it's almost like, I guess it is that sympathy that tries to come in because it's the part of you that's like, knows that this person's uncomfortable, knows they're having a hard time and you just want to make it right. And you just want to like, be able to put a band-aid on it and make it right for them. And so it can be really easy to go to that sympathy place and that kind of judgment. And, and what does come out of that, I think, then is judgment. Because in your mind, you think you're being uh, helpful because you're like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Like, it's going to be all right. You know, like, it, at least you still can do this or at least you can still do that. And that's one of the phrases that Brene Brown uses mm -hmm, in, her, in her video yeah. to uh, demonstrate what sympathy is. And I think that that is such a good example because you can hear it. You can hear, or you'll hear it when people say it, uh, in it or yourself even, cause it can be so easy to want to, to go to that, like, mm -hmm. well, at least place, you know, if Karen, you come to me and you're like, Oh, I had the worst day at golf and 
you know, <laughs> they were just like so torn up about it. Like, oh, I played like such a bad golf game. And I'm like, well, you know, like at least you were able to play golf today. And it's like, that is, that's just me. That's kind of judging it. It's like, it's, it's, uh, it's not validating your experience. No, think, it's downplaying yeah. your emotion. I think I'm with you, Brent. This is where I land as well as when you showed me the video, uh, that would be, this is the hardest one to overcome because okay, I guess my question is you don't always feel like being empathetic. Sometimes you just don't have the patience or you don't have the interest to be empathetic. So you mm -hmm. shut down the conversation and that's, that's not okay. I think the other thing I was thinking, listening to you talk is all the dis words like dismissed and, and, mm. uh, you know, um, disrespected and right. things like that. Like it's all those dis words where I'm dissing you. Right. You Causing know, a lot um, of dissonance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. And I think that's when, you know, you're in judgment is you're, you're just not really, um, like you're discouraging, they're disqualifying them, you know, like it's the opposite. Right. So, and, and whenever we do that, it's, and it, it's free, you know, it doesn't cost anything to do that. It doesn't have to be for a long period of time, but it's just that moment of validating the other person. I think for me, the judgment, I think where I struggle is I don't want um, to be um, like, I don't, I don't want to always be the one that people want to, um, unload on, you know? And so I yeah. think that's my knee jerk reaction is to have boundaries on it. Like I don't want right. to be, you know, I don't want people to feel like they have license to just come and say everything they feel. Like, I think there's a, there's a mindfulness there of connection, relationship and all that. And, and so when I find, um, I, I've just find it's trickier when, when I'm feeling like I'm being, I, it, there's not the intimate relationship to, to handle this kind of conversation. Right. And I find okay. that's when I, I, I struggle with judgment. Like I'm trying to get away from the conversation quickly, which isn't, <laughs> which isn't the very good thing to do. Well, I think you actually bring up a good point though. I mean, I think it's totally fair and valid that you might not always be ready to show up with empathy. Like, you know what I mean? I, I think, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's totally mm. normal to not want to always be empathetic. And so I, I mean, like we're talking about how to improve your empathy and we're talking about like, if you are mm. going to display empathy, how to do it. Right. But I do think that there's something to be said for having your own boundaries and like, no, knowing when you aren't ready to show up in that way for somebody else and, and respecting that for yourself. And, um, I feel like one of the examples, and this is not going to be verbatim, so <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, but one of the examples from the video uh, that Brene Brown has is, um, I think when she was talking about how to have empathy, it was something to the effect of, you know, saying like, I'm so sorry you're feeling this way, and I don't even know where to begin to try and like... Uh, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something along the lines of like, I don't even have words to, you know, describe how like bad you must be feeling or how, how, uh, how much I care for you. Or again, I'm 
I'm not getting it right. It was something along those lines. Um, but what I liked about that and is that um, I do think there's a way to have empathy and still like keep this conversation short or still kind of mm. find out. I do too. You will, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Cause I, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think I, I do have a philosophy. Like if I pretend I have a yes for somebody and I pretend that I deeply care about them and I pretend that I have empathy for them, that's very insulting to them. That's mean. Mm-hmm. But for me to know that they're, who are the people in that person's life that can really be that resource to them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I can only do this much for them, but I, I can't go any further than here. And that's honest. That's loving. That's the loving thing yeah. to do. But to pretend that I care more than I am capable of caring, I think that's, that's false sympathy. And I don't think, I think that's a slippery slope and we need to be careful not to falsely show empathy to people. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That I think that's a nice philosophy. It like, makes sense. I think it's genuine. It's like it's compassion, genuine compassion, genuine connection. And what was the third one? Genuine compassion, genuine connection, and um, uh, there was the third one. Compassion, yeah. connection, and to me. But it's it's that whole thing that it's, it's it, you can't stop it. It's coming out. It's it's in there. It's just alive. It's in there. And I think that's the difference when you're showing empathy. It's genuinely from a genuine place. Right. And uh, instead of feeling forced or feeling like you when you're not interested, I think if you're not interested, there's anyways, I'm going to change the subject. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. Well, another thing you just uh, got my wheels turning is it reminds me as well uh, um, when we've talked about like the drama triangle and, right. and, you know, not wanting to engage in that way. And so I do think it's also uh, important to kind of, you know, differentiate between the times where like someone's coming to you and they're really hurt and like they really are seeking empathy like true empathy versus I think sometimes people do just come to vent and I don't necessarily know that in those circumstances empathy is what you should bring to that situation like I think in that case that's where like the drama trial triangle comes into my head and that's where I think like well the way I can be empathetic in this is to like just encourage you to go talk to the person you're having a problem with. Like, like that, that is empathy in that situation. You don't need to like be there and like, Oh, tell me all about it. Cause now you're just feeding into a drama triangle. So mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm getting from this is there are times you're going to be empath- empathetic and it may not be all the time. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that I don't think we're trying to convert everyone to becoming empaths or everyone to becoming empathetic. And now we're all going to be, I think it's, it's knowing it's the maturity, the emotional, emotional maturity to know when to be empathetic. Mm -hmm. When are you supposed to be empathetic and how to do it and how to do it and, and not force it, not make it bigger than it is, not be something you're not, but, to be really open to that. There's going to be times in your life. Empathy is the most beautiful thing you can offer somebody else, mm-hmm. but it's not required of you to do that all the time. But when it does happen, it's going to be really, really powerful. Right. Yeah. Agreed. 
Um, so there's two more components that I'll just quickly rattle off here <laughs> um, of, of, of empathy, according to Bernie Brown. So um, on this article, Melly says, recognizing emotions. So recognizing the emotion means looking within yourself and remembering what it's like to have the feeling the other person seems to be feeling. It's a willingness to acknowledge fully what they are feeling and perhaps even naming it. You might ask them if you've identified what they're feeling correctly by saying something like, it sounds like you are feeling really frustrated, or I'm sorry, it feels like you're feeling so sad about that. Um, I really like that one. I feel like that's a very easy thing to do, mm-hmm. and and it does show a lot of empathy. Like, I know for myself, when I, uh, if I'm ever in a, heated conversation or an uncomfortable conversation with someone else it is so important for me to like know that they understand where I'm coming from and to the point where I'll even ask I'll be like can you please like just repeat back to me like what you think I said and like how you think I'm feeling about this like I want I want recognition that like you understand my emotions Mm -hmm. and so I think if someone can do that for you preemptively like that Mm -hmm. is a really nice way to Mm -hmm. to show them someone Mm -hmm. Mm um and then the last one is communication so this is what we were just saying you know rather than saying at least you (laughs) try really communicating that you understand where they're at and validate their feelings and experiences you might for instance say something like i'm so sorry you're hurting i've been there and it sucks uh or to quote Brene directly you could try it sounds like you're in a hard place right now tell me more about it So these are just, you know, some really easy examples of how you can try to incorporate empathy into your uh, life and your discussions and your relationships, uh, you know, if you want to. I I think um, unless you have anything else that you wanted to add, Karen, I I think we can probably close out. Um, but I really actually just want to go back to what you were saying a moment ago, this idea of like, we're not trying to convert everybody into empaths. We're not trying to like shove empathy down your throat and tell you that you have to bring it to like every situation and every relationship. But it's like this recognition of what it is and, you know, understanding what empathy is, how you can use it as a tool to like strengthen your relationships and your communication and community with those around you. It's, you know, understanding if you're just displaying sympathy versus if you were truly being there and like showing up with empathy for someone. And, and even as we said, like, it's okay if sympathy is all you have at that point, but it's just important to, to, to know the difference and to know when you're choosing which, you know, emotion based off of what's right in that situation, whether that's what's right for you or what's going to be right for the person, like, only we can know in that moment what the right path is, right? Or yeah. we can think we know and then make a decision based off of that. Um, mm. But I, I really, really like what you were saying, Karen. You know, just again, this idea of like, we're not over here, you know, starting the empathy cult. It's right. <laughs> I was I was very telling. I didn't mean to. I didn't realize I was going to be uh, also bringing a dark side into it. I, <laughs> you know that I, it, it's a tricky emotion, but it, it is part of emotional maturity. So it's worth exploring because it is one of the key components. The, right. the five pillars of emotional maturity 
has empathy as one of its as one of its foundational um, um, emotions or the way we express emotion. So it is worth delving into, and I think we have to. Maybe it's a topic, not like you said, not to shove down our throats, just to maybe learn. We just need to keep learning about it. And it is a new thing. It hasn't been out that long. Like you were saying, it's only been, EQ's only been around since the 1970s, really, really delving into it. So, but we, it is an untapped area. And I think remembering that we're just taking the time to go, hey, I, for me, mine is, hey, I can't see what you see. I don't feel what you feel and I don't know what you know. So I'm going to stay in this tension with you. I don't know what I can offer you, but I can at least, I want to learn what you feel, see, and know. Like, I, tell me about this. I mean, just that connection with the mm-hmm. person. So definitely. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Brenda. <laughs> thank you, Karen, for this lovely conversation on this deep topics as for usual. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening